Romans 8.15 says, You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Welcome to Spirit of Adoption Radio, where we soar above all the darkness of this world and see things in the light of God's eternal perspective. Now, here's your hosts, Kevin and Tabitha Lavelle. Hey, everybody. Shalom. We're so thankful and blessed that you would choose to join us today for a special urgent episode number nine of Spirit of Adoption Radio. I'm Kevin, and with me, as always, is my dear wife, Tabitha. How are you today, Svia? I'm doing good in the Lord. I am. And I'm thankful that He encourages me and continues to lift up my spirit in these dark times that we're living in right now. Amen. Some people are putting on their front lawns a sign that says everything is going to be okay. I know. And it's kind of false hope, really. (laughs) Yeah. But you said it. You're doing good in the Lord. So everything is going to be okay in Him. Yes. That's the key. That's true. That's Mm -hmm. the key. So that sign, because it doesn't have Him in it, it's humanism. Right. So everything's going to be okay. No, actually, everything's not going to be okay. Right. Unless you're in him. Everything's going to be all right in Christ. That's right. (laughs) Everything's going to be all right. Amen. I love that song. Yeah. Because actually in this world, everything's not going to be okay. We know because God has actually told us things that are coming. Amen. But even in those times, everything's going to be all right for those who are in him. Yes. Right? Yes. So I just wanted to ask you to start off with this. What was the very first Christian song that you ever remember hearing? I guess I should say the first song that you remember hearing as a Christian. Mm, Yeah, actually, it it was the song, um, let's see, how does it go? My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like Mm. you. All of my days I want want to praise praise the wonders of you. To the Lord. Yes, that's, that's it. it. Shout, Shout to the Lord. To the Lord. All the earth let us sing. I love that song. Yeah, my friend Monica, she and I used to really love that song and worship mm. the Lord together with that song. You got to so. shout when you sing that. Yeah. You know, it's like when you have songs that are just talking about lifting up your hands to the Lord and lifting up holy hands. If your hands are holy, I mean, lift them up. Yes, amen. Or if they're not, lift them up and surrender and Give him whatever it is. <laughs> right. To let him be holy. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Uh, that's a beautiful song. I was going to say, because Amazing Grace, of course, everyone's heard that before they were saved, you know, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. So the first song that I ever heard after I was born again is an important song related to this episode. I'm going to play a little bit of it.
Amen. So that was the very first song I ever heard as a Christian. Wow. I'm actually thankful mm-hmm. because it planted that in my heart at the very beginning of my walk with the Lord to not be ashamed of the mm. gospel. Yes. Because that's the beginning of our faith. Amen. And we need to continue the confidence, the beginning of our confidence, steadfast to the end. We don't have confidence in ourselves, but we have confidence in what God did mm. and His work in us. And that came through the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. So we need to continue in that. And we need to say, no way, mm. right? No way. I'm not yeah. ashamed of the gospel. Yes. And continue to not be ashamed of the gospel, right? Yeah. At one time we were. Right. But let it not be said of us now right. in, the, in this dark time that we're living in right now. Amen. May it not be said of any of us. You know, the saying, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. Who, who is that usually said about? Someone doing something wrong. Amen. Wrong. I agree. Yeah. Something bad. Mm-hmm. Something evil. Something out of order. Right. Something disorderly. Like you would never say that to somebody that went into a burning building and rescued a little baby out of the building. Can you imagine someone running up to a firefighter and said, you should be ashamed of yourself. No way. So Genesis chapter two, going back to the beginning, we see the beginning of shame. So before they were ashamed, they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed because they had not done anything wrong. They had not disobeyed God. They were unashamed. But in Genesis three, after they had disobeyed God, we won't go over the whole thing. Of course, we all know that. They heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves. They were ashamed of what they had done. That's the beginning. That's the first shame that came Yeah, (laughs) because of sin. Also, Jeremiah chapter 2, 26 to 28, as the thief is ashamed when he is found out. So a thief should be ashamed of being a thief. Yeah. I used to, before I was born again, I used to be a thief. And I remember not being ashamed of it, Mm. but praise the Lord. His spirit, the Holy Spirit, convicts the world of sin. Mm, yes. Gives us opportunity to become ashamed, right? And I am. I'm ashamed too of the person I was before the Lord and before I was born again, before yeah. I gave my life to him. Of course, yeah. And that's okay. You know, yeah. that's a good kind of shame. That's to right. Have. Yeah. The good thing is, dear, that's, that you're, that's actually not you anymore. I know. Amen. I think about that too. Like, I don't even recognize that person anymore. And I praise God for that. There's been such a radical transformation. But we can be ashamed at the evil happening in our nation. Yes. Even though it's not us committing those acts. Mm -hmm. I'm ashamed of America. Yeah, me too. Of what's what's going on. Yeah. And you have Jeremiah, uh, Daniel, and then you have Ezra in the scripture, the others, men of God, who were ashamed of the evil being done in the nation, mm-hmm. even though they weren't the ones committing it. Right. But they were part of the nation. Mm-hmm. And they loved the nation, and they were ashamed before God, and they brought that to the Lord. We yeah. need to bring that to the Lord right now so yeah. we can intercede for the souls that we mm-hmm. see that are held captive by the devil. So who should be ashamed in America right now? Well, I would say the police officers who murdered that innocent man, George Floyd, they should be ashamed. Absolutely. And all of the other people who are doing criminal activity yes. afterwards, they all need to be ashamed. So Lord, I pray right now that you would pour shame upon those police officers who murdered George Floyd. 
that yes. you right now, whatever jail they're in, that you would pour out shame upon them. Yes, Lord. That they might be crushed in spirit. You're near to the brokenhearted and you save those who are crushed in spirit. I pray you'd crush them in spirit, show them how evil they are. Yes. Lord. And I pray for all of those who are committing abominations and doing things that you hate, Lord, from this all over our nation, mm. that you'd pour shame upon them now. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Amen. So Proverbs chapter 6 says, these six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. So think of these in relationship to what we see happening in America right now mm. and see if any of these things are happening. A proud look. I see people running out of stores with a proud look because they stole themselves a, a Rolex or a jewelry or got some clothes and they say, I got mine and right, got mm-hmm. some stuff and they're proud. A lying tongue. I see lots of people in the media that mm-hmm. have lying tongues Yeah, that are saying that these are only peaceful protests. Yeah, right. When they're actually murderers, yeah, thieves, yeah, you know that's and in 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 reality the the ones who are committing these things, mayhem, and the the ones who are doing these things, they're not peaceful protesters. But you have some that are lying in order to stir it up, right, and to cover it up. Mm-hmm. But whoever seeks to cover his sin will not prosper. And this is not an issue of black or white or brown or yellow. This is an issue of the heart. Right. The ones who are doing these things that God hates, that are these abominations, they have a wicked heart. Yes. God doesn't look at the outside. He looks at the heart. Yeah. They need a new heart. That's right. Yeah. Hands that shed innocent blood. Mm. That's something God hates, right? Oh, yeah. There's plenty of hands out there with a lot of blood on them in America right now. Yeah. From the abortion doctors to the murderers, the police officers that did that to the... You know, people that are now responding with more murder, it's just... Oh, they're trying to, they're dragging people out of their cars? Yeah. They're using their hands and and people are dying. They're running over police officers. They're mobbing people who are just older, like an older gentleman calling on his phone because he sees his town, all these stores getting robbed Uh and he's trying to call police and then he gets the whole mob, runs him to, runs him over to the ground and beats him. That breaks my heart. I mean, I, I want to say to whoever is doing this to elderly people, you should be ashamed of yourselves. Absolutely. This is, this is awful. Younger people disrespecting the elderly like that in such a way and, and harming them. It's, well, you know, the wicked heart will do that to little babies in the womb and they'll do it to, to uh, someone who's 100 in, in, a, in a wheelchair. That's how evil shame a heart can get. Yeah. So... A heart that devises wicked plans is something else that God hates. Yes. There's plenty of hearts that are devising wicked plans. They're saying, okay, our next plan, first plan, go to the city, burn down the cities, you know? Right. Blame it on certain people or a certain person. Right. Lie. <laughs> say a lie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it would be a lie to say Donald Trump it was, the, was the cause of burning down the nation, right? Would that be a lie? Sure. Yeah. Of yeah, course. Yeah, that, 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 that'd be a lie. Yeah, but he gets not, blamed for a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and I'm and I'm not Donald Donald Trump's cheerleader. No, okay, but no. I, but I don't stand for the truth. Right, and that's not true. I mean, come on, people. that would that would be a lie. It's, yeah, that'd be a lying tongue. Exactly. Whew. James has something to say about a tongue. Mm. James actually has something to say about a tongue setting fire. Fires, yeah. Tongue is like a deadly fire. Wow, that's true, honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're devising wicked plans to say burn down the cities. Then 
Next is, next thing, we're going to go to suburbs, suburbs and we're going to get what's ours. Like, how are you entitled to that? What is that? Well, they actually want to destroy this nation. That's what they want. The thing they don't realize is the earth is the Lord's. And as much as they want to burn down this nation and maybe make it a communist nation, mm-hmm. you know what the Lord's going to do? He's going to burn this whole planet up. Whew. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So people need to fear the Lord. Yes, they do. Next thing, feet that are swift and running to evil. Mm. Wow, do we see some feet running around in these cities? Yeah, we do. Mm. And they're not playing soccer. Mm. They're either running out of the store or they're running to the store. Yeah. And so these are things that are happening, but a false witness who speaks lies mm. and one who sows discord among brethren. That's division. Yeah. And that's what the enemy tries to do, to divide and conquer. Yeah. And this is the biggest thing that's happening in our nation. Mm. is all the division in order to conquer this nation. Mm. Divide it up and conquer it. Yeah. It's a scheme. Yeah, it is. And the only answer is in Jesus. Yes, amen. Sin is the problem. Jesus is the answer. Yeah, that's right. But it's a a scary thing how sin grows Mm. and desensitizes a person. Yeah. And then a person's conscience can actually become evil. That's why, that's why you can see these abominations being committed because mm. a person's conscience can actually become evil to where good is evil mm. and evil is good yeah. in their heart. In Philippians 3, it says their glory is their shame. We see people glorying in shameful things. Yeah, They're partying. They're celebrating. Someone gets hit with a two by four over the head and the crowd is celebrating like they just scored a touchdown. And it says in Jeremiah 6... They don't know how to blush. Mm. That's, that's how you sin progresses. Sin deceives. Get to this place where you don't even blush over sin. You don't get embarrassed over any evil thing you do. Mm. 30 years ago, if people looked at what's happening now, yeah. they would blush. I think it just shows that our nation is becoming more and more corrupt. It's getting exactly. more and more unashamed exactly. and evil. Ephesians 4 says... They are past feeling. This is, the, this is the stages of sin that you can get to. You mm. get to where you're past feeling. Numb. Yeah, numb. Yeah. And I think really like things, there are a lot of things in our society right now that are cultivating this numbness, mm-hmm. like video games for one. That's right. I mean. Yeah, just being always, always seeing murder and mm-hmm. actually it becoming a game. Yeah. And then when you see it happening in the streets, it's like nothing because you've already numbed yourself to it that's already. Right. And that's a, that's a scheme of the enemy. Yes. And all the sexual immorality, oh, yeah. right? Mm. In the movies and the ads and all the homosexual agenda, the transgender agenda, all these agendas that now are right out in the mainstream. And praise God, he can actually raise the dead. Yeah. <laughs> because that's the most numb place for a person to be. And dead. we're we're yeah. dead we're dead in our sins. That's but right. He made us alive. I know so we he I can't can still make people came... alive. Yeah. <laughs> right? That exactly. are in this condition we see in our country. Mm-hmm. So when sin's full grown, what does it bring forth? It brings forth death, like in James chapter one. And the end result is eternal death yeah. if you die in your sins. And eternal shame. And that's what we're talking about. If they don't become ashamed now, if we don't become ashamed now over sin and repent of it, then you'll die and be ashamed forever. 
In -hmm. Daniel chapter 12, verse 2, it says, And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt where you hate yourself. There will be shame. The ones who are numb now, past feeling, glorying in their shame, not knowing how to blush anymore over evil, they will Yeah. then. Mm. But we pray that they will now. Yes. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yes. Right? Amen. So there's many things to be ashamed of right now in America. But Jesus is definitely not one of those things to be ashamed of. Mm. Right there? No. Amen. Absolutely not. God's word seriously warns believers several times about being ashamed of Jesus, ashamed of the gospel, and ashamed of his words. Very serious warnings. Yeah. Repeated. Mark chapter 8, Luke 9. Mark 8 says this, When he had called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Those are serious words and warnings yeah. to us because he's talking about Disciples following him, picking up their cross, laying down their life for him and for the gospel, not just for Jesus, but for the gospel. And then he speaks and warns about being ashamed of him and his words. He has the words of eternal life, Mm. right? Where would we go? That's right. Yeah. I had a dream years and years ago of a tsunami. I know where I was in San Francisco. And I was standing out in a certain area by the beach and there were people looking down these shafts, these black shafts in the ground, these holes. And Mm. they were looking down into darkness, into these shafts. And I was standing there looking at them and all of a sudden the water receded out into the ocean in the Bay Mm -hmm. Area, receded out. And those people looking down into into those dark shafts, they all got sucked down into those shafts. They got sucked down into darkness. Wow. But to, people do come to San Francisco to kind of peer into some dark things. There's a lot of darkness there. That's right. It's the, it's wow. the darkness of this world. Interesting. It's the evil things of this world. Yeah. Of earthly things. Yeah. Not heavenly things. Earthly things. Not looking up, but looking down. Mm. Right? I remember one time, you know, sharing the gospel at a, at a rodeo. Uh, it was a, a cowboy bar mm-hmm. and preaching the gospel out there. And everybody started singing together. I got friends in low places. Oh, yeah. But they were looking down in darkness. So they got sucked down. Water came out. All of a sudden, there was a huge wall of water coming. And then everyone else, including myself, turned around and was running, trying to save themselves Yeah. from this tsunami. Mm. And I remember I was running through brick buildings, mm. and I came out into this courtyard, and the Lord spoke to me in the dream. Mm. He said, Stop and warn them of my judgment. Mm. And I stepped up on this brick pillar, Mm. and I started to preach and to warn them of God's judgment. And then I woke up out of that right then. Mm. And immediately this Mark chapter 8 was impressed on my mind and my heart. It was like the Lord read this whole thing to me. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses life for my sake in the gospel 
will save it. If you're ashamed of me and my words, then I'll be ashamed of you. We need to stand against the flow of the way people are going and warn them of that and point them to the way of escape, point them to the ark. Judgment's coming. It's like in the days of Noah. We need to point them to get in the ark. Amen. And not be ashamed. And being ashamed can be associated with fear, of course. Mm. And a lot of times people in the body of Christ will have a fear of being rejected. Right. I have had that. Yeah, me too. I've waited until I was going to get off of a bus or a train or at different times to give somebody a, a, a gospel tract or something like that because if I did it right away, then I might get rejected. And But so I've experienced those temptations. Oh, yeah, me too. To not share yep. out of fear of rejection. And then there's times where the Lord was prompting me because he knows everything in people's lives and he wants to use us to help them. He's prompted me. And my waiting caused me to miss the opportunity mm, because right. they got off or they left or something happened and I, I didn't get to do it because I was fearful of rejection and I didn't do it when the Lord was telling me to do it. Mm. So we need to think about the Watchman passage in Ezekiel 33, which Paul quoted in Acts chapter 20. It says, the watchman, he sees danger coming and he blows the trumpet to warn the people. And Paul used this in Acts 20. He said that, I'm free of the blood of all men because I've warned them. Because in Ezekiel 33, it says if the watchman sees danger and he doesn't warn the people, then their blood will be required at the watchman's hands. Mm. And Paul used that in Acts 20 to refer to us either sharing the word of God, declaring the word of God, the whole counsel to people or not. And he said, I'm, I'm free of the blood of all men because he declared the gospel, the word of God to them. Amen. Now, if he hadn't, if Paul didn't declare the gospel, would he be free of the blood of all men? No. According to the watchman that he was quoting from Ezekiel 33. People are in danger all around us, right? That's right. We are living in dangerous times. We see a lot of danger now escalating in America. So the fear of rejection, it won't be an acceptable excuse for the watchman not to blow the trumpet to warn people. Is that going to be an excuse that we will be able to use before the Lord? I was fearful that I would be rejected by them. Wow. Yeah. When you put it like that in that perspective, it really kind of shines light on those feelings. And, you know, really, I think the only validation for those feelings is from the devil. They're not validated in Christ at all. That's true, dear, because Second Timothy chapter one, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And what does Paul say? Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Mm. because the Holy Spirit is not ashamed of Jesus. That's right. And if you are a temple of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit's not ashamed of Jesus. No way. No, you. If would... the Holy Spirit yeah. could preach the gospel through us, and we are a trumpet, and the Holy Spirit, actually in Hebrew, ruach, means wind. Yes. Mm-hmm. You think the Holy Spirit wants to blow through us? Oh, yeah, he does. He wants us to be his bagpipes. That's right. His bagpipe or his shofar. <laughs> we can be shofars, bagpipes, right? Yeah. Wind instruments, right? Exactly. So Paul says, don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel, mm. according to the power of God. Yeah. So when we see Paul's gospel work, he's saying, don't be ashamed of the mm. testimony of the Lord or of the gospel, but partner with me in it. Mm. And so look at Paul. Yeah. That's Beautiful precious. example, right? 
Yeah, it is. And right now, I think we're definitely living in perilous times that are described in 2 Timothy 3, and possibly even right now heading into birth pains Mm -hmm. that Jesus warned about in Matthew 24. There would be labor pains, birth pains, like upon a pregnant woman that will intensify and get closer together until the day of birth. Right. That's when the Lord's going to return. Yeah. But even so, even this perilous time that we're living in, lawlessness abounding, these things that scripture warns us about, that the Lord warns us about, even so, the gospel is still the power of God. It's still the power of God. It doesn't matter where we're at in this. Mm. The gospel hasn't lost its power. Amen. I think there's a song about that, huh? Yeah, the blood that gives us strength from day to day, it will never lose its power. Amen. Yeah. Still the power of God, Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first, and also for the Greek, for the Gentile. Mm. So this is our weapon, and it's mighty in God for pulling down the biggest strongholds, which are spiritual, not not carnal, Mm. not material, not fleshly. And we see many people that are taking up weapons to harm people, and many are taking up weapons to protect things and protect themselves. But according to the Lord, our weapons are not carnal. Amen. But they're mighty. Right. And God, for pulling down strongholds, we're fighting a spiritual battle. Right. And the most powerful spiritual weapon that the Lord has given us is the gospel. Amen. Can you think of something that is more powerful than the power of God? Nothing on this earth. (laughs) Nothing in the universe. The gospel is the power of God for salvation. Can you think of something that will change a situation more than someone being changed and becoming like a child? Again, becoming brand new. No, you know, I'm remembering a time when we were in Las Vegas. This was before Mm. we were ever, um, this was when we were still just friends on the missions team, you know, going out and doing work together, Mm. gospel work for the Lord um, many years ago now. But we were out in Las Vegas and there was a man who was just blatantly opposed to Mm. the message. And we were just, you know, sharing one-on-one on the street and having some really great conversations. And this man came up, uh, Ronnie, I think is his name, or Ron. Mm-hmm. Ron? Ron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ron. Ron. Yeah, and he was so angry. He was just like like one of these people that you would see that looks like just fueled with anger. He was so mad. Yeah, he looked like what we're seeing happening in our country right now. Yeah, he was the face of all this anger and all yeah. this rage. And he came up to us and he was... Like, we didn't even know what to do with him. He was so angry and so, like, cursing us with the gospel message we were bringing. And I don't want to hear that, you know, and he was saying all this stuff. Well, um, the brothers, I remember you and another brother, Kevin, and another, um, a couple other brothers at that time really labored with him. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the night, it was something like three in the morning, he was there and he had turned into, like, a totally different person. He was born again on the street. Yeah. And we saw the transformation <laughs> happen. We got to take him to Denny's afterwards and he was like crying, weeping and yeah. like I don't know why why they why they don't want to hear the gospel. 
Yeah. Why don't people want to hear the gospel? And then Brother Kevin uh, reminds him and says, um, a couple hours ago, you didn't want to hear the gospel. Yeah, as a matter of fact. He couldn't even believe it himself. As a matter of fact, he said he was going to go get a gun and come back and shoot Kevin. Right. That's what he had said. Yeah. He said I mean, he wanted to kill him. Violent, violent guy. A violent spirit. So yeah. the gospel disarmed him. Hallelujah. It did. Oh, and we saw it. We saw yeah. it change him. Disarmed completely. him. Yes. Isn't that better than shooting somebody? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Wouldn't you say it's a better weapon? The gospel, the power of God is better than any gun you can carry? Absolutely. Would you say? I mean, this just changed his heart, changed his life, That's just right. like for us too. I mean, yeah, it's miraculous. And look at Paul, another That's right. one. Supernatural. Yeah. So Psalm 119, 46 says, I will speak your testimonies also before kings and will not be ashamed. Mm, yes. Wow. What's the opposite of being ashamed? Being bold. Being bold, exactly. Yeah. Being bold. Psalm 138, verse 3, In the day when I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. Amen. We need boldness about Jesus. Yes, we do. Right now, Mm. in the body of Christ in America. Mm. And that's exactly what the Holy Spirit gives us to be witnesses to Jesus. He gave it to them in Acts. Mm. On the day of Pentecost. Amen. We're called to be bold witnesses in love with all people because the Lord Jesus wants all people to be saved and he died for all people. Yes, that's right. Amen. This is why we shouldn't be ashamed of him with anyone because he died for everyone and he wants everyone to be saved. Whosoever will come, let him come. Anyone, yes. Jesus said that and because he died for everyone, he gave his back, his literal back, he was, he was scourged. Mm. He gave his back, he gave his beard, he ripped out his beard, but he gave his back for everyone. So mm. he has our back with everyone. Wow. As far as the gospel is concerned mm. and us preaching it to everyone. Amen. He's got our back. That's beautiful. He gave his back and he's got our back. That's encouraging because I know there's ministries and there's people all over the world that are being persecuted for their faith. And, you know, just to know that Jesus has your back. That's pretty powerful. Amen. Well, that's all powerful. Yeah. (laughs) He's almighty God. Amen. You remember Peter became ashamed of the Lord? Yeah. And he denied him before men? Oh, yeah. But praise God, he repented. Right. And the Lord made him bold on the day of Pentecost. Remember? Yes. And he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And when he was filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gave him boldness to preach the gospel. And then souls were saved. Hallelujah. Right? Yes. And then many, af- many times after that in the book of Acts, many times the disciples received boldness from the Holy Spirit, and then they taught about the need for boldness to proclaim the gospel. Mm. A powerful passage is in Acts chapter 4. It says, And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God and with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now look, Lord, on their threats 
and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Amen. Amen. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to give every one of us right now. Yes. He wants to give us boldness. And in Ephesians chapter 6, Paul, in speaking about the whole armor of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Paul prayed for boldness. He, he wanted prayer for boldness. So Lord, please give your people boldness. Yes, give, give your saints boldness, boldness in America to speak as yes. we ought to speak. Amen. Then in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul writes, For you yourselves know, brethren, that our coming to you was not in vain, but even after we had suffered before and were spitefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we were bold in our God to speak to you the gospel of God in much conflict. Mm, conflict. That wow. speaks to us. Amen. So I was also reading Second Chronicles chapter 7 when this all exploded in yeah, our this nation. just fell on our Bible reading mm-hmm. the day that this all exploded in our nation. This was the chapter that we were actually yeah. just reading on. Yeah, because we, we read through passage in the Old Testament, a passage in the New Testament as a family yeah. every day. And the day that this all exploded, we were reading Second Chronicles 7. And of course, the famous verse, everybody knows Second Chronicles 7.14. So I read that chapter, that verse, and the Lord just illuminated it to me in some ways that I hadn't thought about. And I want to share that. So Second Chronicles 7.14, everybody knows, but I'll read it. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. So turn from their wicked ways. So sin is breaking God's commandments, right? Yeah. Sin is breaking God's law. Right. So I think there's a sin in the body of Christ that is overlooked because we have a command by the Lord to preach the gospel, Mm -hmm. to make disciples, to preach the gospel to every creature. And if we are not doing that, Mm -hmm. if we're not laboring to fulfill the great commission, if we're not bringing the gospel to the lost and we're ashamed of the gospel and we're ashamed of his words, bringing those to people, then I believe that's a wicked way yeah. that we as the Lord's people need to turn from that and start to obey that command mm. because that's a command that we have from the Lord. We need to turn from that wicked way and be like the first century church at the day of Pentecost, right? Yeah. And they went and preached the gospel everywhere. With boldness. With yeah. boldness. That's what we see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we will do that, humble ourselves, pray, seek his face, turn from that wicked way, what kind of healing would come to our land? Wow. 
Since the gospel is the power of God for salvation, if the body of Christ, if the church in America turn from the wicked way of being ashamed of the gospel and not preaching the gospel Mm -hmm. and started to be a witness like what we see in the book of Acts, what kind of healing would come to our land? Yeah, amazing. And and let me just play the the devil's advocate, I guess you would you would call it for just a second here. And let me ask you the question. So, what would you say to that person who says, "Well, you know, that's just not my gift. You know, I'm gifted in other things, but that's not my gift." What would you say to them? Well, this isn't a gift. It's a command. Mm. First of all, we're not talking about gifts. Yeah. We are talking about a command to bring a gift to somebody. Yeah. Because Jesus is called in the scripture the, the indescribable gift. We're talking about the gift of salvation mm-hmm. that the Lord wants to give everybody. And God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Yeah. And I think even in the gift too, I think the Lord wants to gift us with that boldness if we'll just even humble ourselves and ask for it. I know he wants to give that to us yeah. like he did to them. That's right. But definitely not preaching the gospel, not being a witness, not seeking to make disciples, Mm. is disobeying a command of Jesus. Wow. It's strong, but it's true. And it's it's truth for us that we need to really think about as As a a nation, as as a body. As the body of Christ in America. Yes. As we see this explosion of sin across our land, this lawlessness abounding, this verse is used Mm. for healing of America. We need to see that the main wicked way we need to turn from, I believe, yeah. is from not preaching the gospel. Mm. I think this is a wicked way that mm. needs to be turned from, and God would bring healing Amen. to our land. So if we're not going to let God use us to fulfill the Great Commission, why are we here? Mm. What good are we if we're ashamed of the gospel and we won't let our light shine? You know, I admonish myself in this mm-hmm. just as much as I admonish anybody. Yeah. I admonish myself. And if, if it's not going to be us who are here, the body of Christ who are here in this nation right now, yeah, then who, who's it going to be that, that obeys mm-hmm. that? And if it's not going to be right now, then when should we do it? Mm, yeah. So we need to get out into the highways, as Jesus tells us, get out in the highway and byway and compel them yeah. to come. Yes. Right? Compel them to come in. And there's a wedding feast mm, that he's yes. preparing. He wants everyone to come. Yeah. Revelation 22, verse 17 says this, The spirit and the bride say, come. And let him, him who hears say, come. And let him who thirsts, come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Mm. So the Holy Spirit and the bride say, come. Yeah. We have a command, we have a commission to say to people, come to Jesus. Come. Yes. Come away. Come away from this. Mm-hmm. Come away from the sin and come to Jesus. You can be, be adopted. Yeah, you can be adopted. You can be healed. You can yeah. be forgiven. You can be changed. You can have a new life. You can have a new heart. We have this power of God. Yeah. And here, the last chapter of God's word, you see the bride saying, come. Mm. We better take heed to that. Yeah, we better. We, we need to do that. So we don't give the whole job to the Holy Spirit. Because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit uses us. We need to say, come. And we need to pray. Remember where they got boldness? From the Holy Spirit. 
Yeah. Remember that? We just read those verses. Right. We get boldness from the Holy Spirit yeah. to say, come, to preach the gospel, to be witnesses. Yeah. Right? So we don't want to be wicked and neglect the gospel, be ashamed of Jesus, be ashamed of his words. Right. We want to call to the wicked to come to Jesus. Yeah, and they weren't yeah. some kind of super Christian that had the Holy Spirit back then that's not available to us now. It's like, Amen. come on, we have this too. We, Amen. We have this treasure. So we don't want to hide our light, right? That's right. We don't want to hide our light in this dark hour. Amen. But Cute. let it shine, right? Amen. So there's a lot of ways we can do that. I want to encourage everybody um, to pray, first of all, for boldness as we just saw in the scripture in so many different ways in yes. this in this hour. And to be watchmen, you see the danger. Let the Lord use you as a shofar. The Holy Spirit's like the wind blow through you mm. and give you boldness. And it's the power of God. It's a weapon. Yeah. We need to use it. Let the Lord use us. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of there's a lot of ways that the Lord can use us in this. Yeah. Lots of ways. For me, I find it a little bit better, you know, to break the ice with someone in a conversation if I have a little gospel track. Mm-hmm. And we actually have a resource for gospel tracks that we will share um, a link on our blog, on our episode blog for some really great gospel tracks that you can order. You know, those really help me break the ice and be able to start a conversation. They're not what I lean on. I know I have before just mm-hmm. leaned on that and that's fine but I've actually written some myself. Right. And those... That's what I was going to say. You can, also, you can also make gospel tracks right. yourself. Yes. You know, because we, we do that. We just pray. The Lord gives us gospel message and we write it and, mm-hmm. and design it. The Lord will give, the Lord created the universe. He's very creative. And Paul said, I become all things to all men so that by all means, some might be safe. So there's so many different means. Yeah. I've even, I used to even write out little tiny uh, I had a track that I made called Good News. Yeah. I wrote it out by hand on these hundreds. little... Hundreds. I feel like you wrote hundreds of those, honey, but I don't know. Maybe it was not You know, hundreds. on those little, those little memo pads, yeah. the little ones you, you know, that you flip over, uh-huh. and I would write out this gospel message, okay? Yeah. It just shares you know, about repentance and faith, and it shares the good news and what Jesus did and, and what he wants to do for you. Just a little gospel Real message. Real simple one, yeah. Yeah. And then I would fold it up into this little tiny square... Mm-hmm. And I would write on the outside of this little square, good news. Yeah. And then I would put a paper clip. I would put a paper clip on it to kind of give it a little bit of a weight. Yeah. <laughs> and I would, I would have these little, these little good news bombs. Yeah. You know, they're explosive in the spiritual realm, right? And you would litter. You, know? you would litter those. And, and yeah, for the Lord. It's okay. <laughs> the earth is the Lord's, you know? Yeah. It's the power of God. I'm just dropping power All everywhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would take those little ones. And on different walks and things, and I would just kind of drop one on the sidewalk, you know. Mm -hmm. And people would see that the little, this little tiny folded up into a little, it's very provocative. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. A shiny little paper clip. And a paper clip. And and it's on this little tiny square folded up over and over (laughs) again. And I I would leave those, and then I might go take another walk, and I'd see it it would be gone. People would pick them up. People would get it. But that's just, that's, that was one idea, you know. And, I think uh, you even put a dollar in there one time or two. Like you would have a little bit of money that you'd kind of throw oh, down right. in there once the, or twice. I would paper clip a little dollar so then, yeah, they would really get some attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you really want that message to get out, even if it costs you something, really. Amen. 
Hey. You know, what David said, I won't offer the Lord anything that costs me nothing. Amen. Yes. So, but that's, that's way, you know, and then, you know, I've made, I've made homemade signs yeah. of a scripture verse, a certain scripture verse that would be very uh, gospel related mm-hmm. and homemade even to hold up. And that's something anyone can do too. You can get a big, big marker. You can make a sign. Right. If you, you know, you have to have it printed, you can make a sign and you can go out to a corner where there's a lot of uh, intersection where there's a lot of cars. Right. And you can just hold it up and yeah. let, let your light shine. Yes. And then you might get some people, you probably get some people that will come up and maybe talk to you. Yeah. You can share the gospel. Another another way is I'll just ask somebody a question. I have questions. And you, you can pray about that. Ask the Lord to give you questions because Jesus is the master question asker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's questions, you know, like just a simple one, like, um, can I ask, oh, I ask people, can I ask you a question? Right. And they'll say, yeah. I say, well, do you know Jesus? I mean, mm. that's a simple one. Very simple. Do you, do you know the Lord? Yeah. Right? Right. There's a lot of different questions, but it'll open up gospel conversation. Yeah. So there's many different means. Any any others that, that come to your mind, dear? Well, I think about all the people that are protesting different things right now in mm. our nation, and I see all these signs with such worthless messages on them. Like, mm. I mean, some of them are, you know, important things mm-hmm. that, that people say. And I just think if we have energy to make a sign mm-hmm. for something, why not make it the most worthy thing you can make it? You Amen. know, like take your energy, redeem the time, use the energy of writing that sign for something eternal, yeah. you know, and Hallelujah. go to that protest that's happening, this wherever that is, you yeah. know, and bring your sign, bring what you want to share. Let it, let it magnify Jesus. Yeah. Because... I try to I try to magnify the name of Jesus because it's the name above every name. Yeah. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Every Amen. tongue will confess. I try to make signs that have the name of Jesus in it somehow in a scripture. At things. a basketball game, I think you took me to a Warriors game one time. <laughs> yeah, for in the, Memphis for a certain. Per, for, this was part of the purpose. Yeah, and you to we do a brought outreach. we brought these signs that we were holding up in the stadium in yeah. the in the seats. I mean, and it really does not take a lot of boldness to do that. But when you do it, it's such a blessing and that happens in your heart. Yeah. I remember every time they were standing and clapping and when someone would excited. make a shot, right? Everybody stands yeah. up and they're clapping. We would stand up and we would hold stand up and wave our little signs about <laughs> Jesus, yeah. you know? Amen. And it's so cool because like, it just gave me such a blessing in my heart to just do that, you know? Amen. And then I got, as I started doing it, I got more bold with it. The, the Holy spirit. He gave me help. will give you more boldness. Yeah. He and will it, it as you as you go, and it's like, it's like another thing. It wasn't dependent on how people were receiving that. The boldness was not dependent on that. Mm-hmm. The boldness came from deeper within me. It wasn't from without. It was from within. It's a well, yeah. You have a well in you, honey. I just remember actually um, not only holding it up in the stands, but I took that to the escalator. And I was holding it up on the escalator when everybody was going down the big escalator, and you're mm-hmm. just got like packed. People, yeah. people, people going out of the yeah. game afterwards. It's we were holding message. those up, like wanted to get them out, not just in the stands, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, w- we have a mandate. Yeah. Amen. You know, we have authority in him. It's, we're not boasting in ourselves. We're boasting in Jesus. Right. We're magnifying the Lord. Yeah. We're exalting his name together. That's right. That's Psalm 34. Doing. That's right. <laughs> oh, magnify the Lord. We let us exalt his name together. together. And yeah. the Lord has called us and commanded us to do it. Amen. That's right. And, he's, and he empowers us to do it by the Holy Spirit. 
That's the and it supernatural. pleases God. Yes. It pleases God. Yeah. So, you know, I would just encourage everyone that's listening to this to pray about this, to take a step of faith, to do something in the Lord. Mm. The Lord will will lead you. He'll give you something to do. That's right. It may and it may be you're in a certain certain area where you might lift up your voice like a trumpet, right? And you might proclaim your testimony. Yeah. You might you might preach your testimony. Shout, you know, shout it out in love. Mm-hmm. Just or, lift up your voice in love and share your testimony. You know how to be saved. Yes, because he did it with you. He saved you. Tell people how to be saved. You might have a whole group of people in an area, mm-hmm. and the Lord might use you to share that with a whole group of people. So there's all these different means. So, and just and then, pray. I mean, if you're ever confronted with a crowd of people, maybe there's something that happens that gets your attention. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit getting your attention to stop you and say, come over here, seek me. I have something to say to these people here. And mm-hmm. he might prompt you to preach in that in that situation. You know, right. it's something you should be open to at least. I remember the second time that I ever preached open air mm-hmm. and with a brother, my name's Kevin, his name's Kevin too. Yeah. It was his first time. It was a uh, black Friday. Cause I've shared this with you, you know? Yeah. And we were in San Jose and they have this mall on one side of the street and then there's a mall on the other side of the street. And then there's this crosswalk, this major street where everybody crosses from one side to the other. And there's a big crowd waiting to get to one side and the other to the yeah, other side. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this big crowd because it's a big shopping day. Great outreach place. And the, the yeah. Lord really put on our hearts to go out there. Yeah. But we we were pretty fearful of mm. taking the, the steps. And I had done, I had stepped out. The Lord had given me an opportunity to do that one time before. But we're on this corner, okay, Kevin and I. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're both like, okay, um, there's all these people just on this corner, okay? Yeah. And everybody, just like us, we all need the good news of, of Jesus, right? Amen. We all need it. Yeah. You know, we have, we have the medicine. That's right. <laughs> so, but we, we were like, well, um, let's pray. Let's pray again and ask the Lord if he really wants us to, to, to do this. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we are on that corner. There's all these people gathered and we're praying, Lord, please. Let us know, Lord, if you really want us to do this. We were almost like praying. Uh, Maybe he'll send so, us so away. <laughs> we were procrastipraying. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a new word. Hey. Procrastipraying. Right. And then we got done praying. Lord, please let us know. And right when we got done, there was, there was a brother in the Lord, mm. okay, an honorable uh, younger brother in the Lord that walked up right behind us, like out of nowhere, opened his Bible. We didn't know who he was or anything. He starts preaching right out of the scripture. He's just <laughs> preaching scripture after scripture after scripture about the Lord Jesus and salvation. And wow. he starts preaching. And yeah. Kevin and I turned around. We just got done praying, asked the Lord, show us if you want us to to minister to the souls here. Wow. And he walks up, he starts preaching right there. And we, Kevin and I looked at each other wow. and we were like, <laughs> whoa. He had no idea. And we, we ran to the other side, to the other <laughs> corner. We're like, okay, Lord, uh, this brother has got this corner, but I think you're calling us to the oh, other one. Yeah. So we went over there. Wow. And I, I remember Brother Kevin was so filled 
with the Holy Spirit, like boldness. Yeah. Just like we see in the book of Acts, he had such boldness. He he stood up on, we had this little milk carton thing. Yeah. He stood up on it. He took his hat. Mm. He, I'll never forget. It was, it was, it was so wonderful and funny now thinking about it. He took his hat and he like just threw it, threw it back off his head. Wow. Because he just one didn't want any distractions, you know, and he just took his hat and threw it mm. off. And he started preaching just scripture, just preaching the word of God, salvation to the souls on that corner. Yeah. And I saw him filled with boldness and the love of Jesus. And it was, and he was so blessed. We were so blessed to meet God that day mm. for God to answer us like that. Yeah. And it, we knew it was God's pleasure. Yeah. And both of those corners that day were covered. And, you know, I, I thought for a second, maybe this is an angel. Yeah. The Lord sent, but he, but he actually was a real brother in, in Christ. Cause after we were done, we were on that corner. He was on that. We met up and we gave him a ride back to his house. Wow. How and precious. we talked about this. We were all celebrating oh, and fellowshipping and wow. it was one of the most beautiful experiences I ever had in the Lord. Wow. And you know, one thing I know this brother that you're talking about, Kevin, he had grown in such love and such boldness mm. in that ministry. I remember doing outreach, street outreach is how we met. Yeah. Um, and I remember doing outreach with with you all together. And I remember one time in particular, because as you're sharing this testimony, I'm actually having tears coming to my eyes as I'm remembering a time when we were preaching outside of the clubs mm. in um, Modesto, California. Mm. And um, he had gotten someone that was violent against him mm-hmm. for preaching. And it broke my heart because I saw him and the man was trying to burn his Bible with a cigarette Yeah, and I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that he hugged his Bible and he held onto his Bible and he let the man burn him with a cigarette on his hand. I just remember him holding that Bible and I'll never forget how tightly he held his Bible. He just wasn't going to give that up. He wasn't going to let him burn his Bible. Treasure his word. Yeah. It's just, it's precious to think about all the people that are affected, all the lives that are, I mean, there's people hungry for this message mm. too. Like yeah, right now. When you go out, don't expect people just to be ashamed of the Lord because yeah. there are actually people so hungry and so desperate. Even if you go to San Francisco in the yeah. midst of all the wickedness there and yeah. you just stand up and you preach... I guarantee there's people hungry for that message there. That's right. That need it, like medicine. That's right. And right now, after this pandemic, we're still in, right? And now we have this lawlessness abounding in our nation. Mm. There are many, many, many people who are becoming broken. It's true. They're becoming broken in so many ways. Yeah. And the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. We need to bring the gospel near to them. Yeah. We need to bring the message we are the ones that have the answer. Yeah. We have the answer. So I just recently made some signs and we'll put some pictures up of some some signs that I just made. Amen. That yes. I'm going to be taking out. But one of them is the real problem is sin. The only answer is Jesus. Right? Yeah. Amen. And I have a few more, but they're, they're gospel, like gospel messages that relate to what's going on right now. Yeah. And I think the Lord will do that in anyone who seeks him. Yes. Right? Especially it's one prayer that I've always asked, Lord, please use me today to share the gospel with somebody. The Lord's always answered that. I've had so many divine appointments after praying that prayer. Yeah. 
That's another thing I would encourage everyone to do. Lord, would you please use me? Open a door for me to minister the gospel to somebody today. Yes. Neighbors. We have neighbors. Or Mm -hmm. the Lord's open door for us. We have a a widow around the corner. Mm -hmm. And the Lord's opening up doors for us to minister the gospel to her. Yeah. And the Lord, there's so many people right now that need the gospel, that the ground is being broken up in their hearts through all of this stuff that's going on. Right. We need to get out there. We are also called soldiers of Christ. Yeah, that's true. And the devil would exploit that brokenness. I mean, I know he exploits brokenness. He stomps it out and he, you know, is bringing people to despair and even suicide right now. Right. In their brokenness. But the Lord is bringing brokenness in a different way. Uh, fruit out of brokenness from and beautiful beauty things. from ashes. It's like, yeah. So earlier I shared Daniel 12, 2 about the everlasting shame for those who die in their sins, everlasting shame, everlasting contempt. Mm. But let's make sure we're doing Daniel 12, 3, which says this, those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament and mm. those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Yeah. So Daniel 12, 2 and 3 are very important because it shows the fate of those who die in their sins, but it shows the reward of those who proclaim the gospel message. Yeah. Those who let their light shine. Right. And we know the light of the world, the great light is Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. We need to let our light shine and point people to Jesus. Romans 10 11 through 15 says this, for the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Mm. But listen, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Mm. And how shall they preach unless they are sent? We've been sent. Yes. Jesus has sent us. Mm -hmm. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Amen. Amen. Yes. So we just wanted to encourage everybody with that. We're encouraging ourselves in the Lord Mm, right now. Mm -hmm. So we're walking in this, taking steps of faith in this. We just well, took a gospel bike ride today. <laughs> amen. And that's that's another way. Yeah. So we have we have um well we have some electric bikes. It helps us ride our bikes longer. Right. They're yeah. they're it's it's we can fun. go like sixteen miles in yeah. forty five minutes. And not something. sweat as much. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's really fun. But I have a, a sign. I have you you can get baskets on your bike, one on the front, you can get a basket on the back. Yeah. And you can put a you have a sign made and put it on the front. Right. And just zip tie it, put some holes in there, zip tie it, and, you know, make it mm-hmm. look nice. Yeah. And my sign, the one that I have on there says, it says, Jesus died for you on the cross. And we just take our bike ride. They have all these um, golf cart trails in this in this town next mm-hmm. to us. Yeah. It's like 100 miles of cart, golf cart trails. I think 153 miles or yeah. something. Yeah. And so we just cruise all these golf cart paths. They go through neighborhoods and everything. And then we just let let it shine and I point people to it and yeah. and wave and give them thumbs up and the Lord uses it. It's just a simple way. Yeah. But it brings refreshment to people 
Because yeah. Jesus is the the fountain of living water. Yeah. And then it refreshes us too, because we get to go on our bike ride together and we get refreshed while we're bringing refreshment. But they got the message. It's, you know? it's, it's a headlight. It is. It's, it's a headlight on my bike. Yeah. <laughs> it shines bright. That's right. But we need to let our light shine. Amen. So speaking of that, there's a song that we're going to share mm-hmm. now at the end of our broadcast here yeah. that I really want to encourage everyone to listen to yes. regarding letting your light shine. So I pray that it blesses you and that this episode blessed you and encouraged you Mm. to go. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Your kindle on the front porch of hell. You gotta light your kindle.